What's up, everybody? My name is James York, and this is the B Podcast. The story behind the name B is that I'm a hip-hop head. Comments album B is my favorite album of all time. It's a timeless album about life and stepping into who you really are. And that's what this podcast is all about, to just be. To be you, to be great, to be the best version of yourself. Over the years, I've read hundreds of books and articles on self-help and becoming the best version of myself. I've had over a thousand hours of therapy and coaching, and as I go through this personal journey of becoming my highest self, I want to invite you to join me. Together, we will learn and grow each day, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and financially, all while showing compassion and empathy to others, and having a little fun along the way. I'm no expert, but if I can learn something new and help you to grow, that's why I intend to do it. Thank you for listening to the Beat Podcast. gentlemen it's james york back with the beat podcast man i hope everybody having a great week so far and um just got a really important episode right now that i want to share with you guys something that's near and dear to my heart um it's talking about growth in the past year and i journaled this the other day so it's something that i'm being vulnerable with something i'm being transparent with it's coming straight from my heart but it's the things that i've noticed how I've grown in the last year. And I want everybody who is listening to this to take note of their own growth because oftentimes we we are growing and everybody else around us sees it. You know, our friends, our family can see our growth, but it's hard for us to see our growth. So I wanted to just take notice of, you know, not only what I learned in the past year, but the growth that I've learned um, through myself. So these are like 10 lessons, 10 things that I've grown, 10 areas um, over the past year that I wanted to share. And um, hopefully you can have your own list to send them to me as well. So I start off with number one, um, I'm free and I've been free this whole time. So, you know, COVID hit a lot of us, um, you know, had different situations going on for me. You know, I was in a long term relationship that 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 ended. Um, you know, so I, I switched homes. I was in a different environment. Um, and one thing that I know noticed from that entire time is what that I've been free this whole time that, you know, you feel stuck for a while in, you know, relationships or in careers. And our mind creates that fear. And our mind is the only thing that's keeping us there in those situations. And we've been free all along. The only thing that's holding us back is us. And we create those barriers ourselves when the door has been open the whole time. It's like a guard is at the door, you know, telling us we we free basically with the door wide open. And we just like, no, nah, no, nah, I just want to stay in this prison. And, you know, that can be a hypothetical prison, of course. Um, you know, or a physical prison if you induce, induce that in your mind of a, of a physical location or, or wherever you might be. So um, now I'm free and, you know, I choose to, to walk with God and to connect with my higher self. And that is a free and lifting feeling. So I hope everybody can grasp that, that concept and really understand that. The second is, that confidence is in me and I just needed to wake it up. So, you know, anytime that you get into a comfort zone or just a groove in your life, you kind of lose a little bit of com- your confidence. You know, at least for me, you know, being in the relationship that I was in and, you know, having the jobs that I've had, they kind of 
you know, worked against my confidence. But I had to learn the self-confidence for a reason. It was the confidence that was in me. Um, I had to really realize I'm made in the image of God, that that I'm more than a conqueror, that whatever took a toll on me in, in my past, I had to repair that. And I had to do my own self-healing um, and know my own self-worth. Like, And I had to use affirmations and look myself in the mirror and, you know, do all type of crazy stuff. But it worked. And I'm here now. Confidence is something that I think a lot of us deal with, especially in this day and age of social media. It's like questioning ourselves, but like literally when we compare ourselves to others, that's the, the killer of joy. That can be a pain instead of something we go through to kind of get away. We kind of go through social media and we end up kind of backtracking, especially when it comes along with self-confidence and, you know, how mental health is, is, is taken care of. So I tell myself in the mirror, I'm a beautiful black man. I'm a hardworking man. I'm a great dad. I'm honest. I'm a loving. I'm a transparent, compassionate. I'm in great shape. You know, I tell myself this all the, all these things and I believe it. And that's the, the root of my self-confidence. It comes into knowing who I am. And that gives me to the, the third point. When I love me, nobody can hurt me. So you can still get hurt by the world. Um, things are going to happen. But, you know, nobody can pierce that self-confidence. When you know the lessons that you've learned, things that you've been through, it's hard for people to try to have control over your emotions, to try to, you know, come against you in any type of way because you know you. So when you have that freedom, that confidence that you know that's inside you, and you love yourself genuinely, um, nobody can pierce that armor that you've already created. Um, while I was in the, you know, the pandemic, I was alone. Um, most of the time, it, it created a lot of self-awareness. So those are days I was angry, I was sad, I was depressed, I was feeling good, I was tired. Days I had a haircut, I was without one. Those were all days I went through by myself, you know times I was lonely and times where I was just in solitude because, you know, we were social distancing and it wasn't a lot going on. So I had to really learn who I was during that time and I had to be with me and I had to love me through that. So when I love me, they can't hurt me. So the fourth lesson that I learned, thing I noticed about my growth was I'm the author of my own story. And literally through the pandemic, um, you know, I started working on um, a book, you know, and I started writing that and that coincided with a lot of my growth. It was therapeutic. And in that process, I realized like, I'm not just writing this and, you know, in, in Google Docs or wherever I'm writing it at, I'm actually writing my life. Everything that you do, every mistake that you make, every achievement that you have, you're writing a new chapter. You're writing a new page in your life and you are the only author of that story. God leads you and direct you, you know, he he's the editor-in-chief, but it's up to you because you have free will, and that's something that I had to get down to, like, no one else is controlling me, and that's going back to freedom, no one else is controlling this book, I'm, I got the pen, I got the pad, I'm writing this, whether that's new goals, relationships, friends, um, a new, a new city I want to travel to, visit, live in, new jobs, I decide that, I choose where I go, and God leads me. And no one else decides that. So the next chapter is up to you. You got to remember that. Number five, I won't let rejection define me. This was big for me because, again, we stay in social media. We live in a social media culture. 
And a lot of what defines us is how we see ourselves through the lens of the world. And one thing with this generation and the generation that's coming up right now, rejection is big. Because you have social media and everybody has an opinion, you can put out a picture and get one like or two likes. And that feeds into your self-doubt, your confidence, and you think maybe I'm not good enough or maybe I don't have what this other person has because they got, say, a thousand likes or something. And I'm just relegating it right now to social media, but it can be anything in life. And when you're in that mode last year, again, being in a pandemic, you know, you want to be around people. So when you're not around people, you think, man, maybe it's something wrong with me. But it's something going on in the world. It, a lot of people had difficulties, issues, things they were dealing with. It's not always really about you. It's about the relationship with other people and what they have going on themselves. So we have to take the onus off of ourselves and and we have to really understand that, you know, rejection does not define you. Um, whether it's somebody that you want to date and they tell you no or they don't answer the phone or you break up with someone else um, or a job that you wanted to get that, that just doesn't, you know, they don't th- feel like you're the right fit. I feel like what's for you is for you and you can't let that rejection sink you into a hole. You know, there's always the movies um, where somebody gets dumped and they're eating ice cream in the bed for days or whatever. But after that, you got to get up. You cry a little bit, you, you, you wipe yourself off and you get up. And that's how it has to work. You know, um, I, I remember a story about Colonel Sanders, about how he used to go to these competitions and you know, his chicken was the best, but he never really got a real look. He never even got a, like a, a restaurant franchise, any of that, until he was like in his 60s. Now, he might have been winning where he was at, but that was more locally. And we know, you know, his chicken KFC is all over the world. You can get KFC in probably just about any country. But it took until he was in his 60s. So he must have had her rejection after rejection of his recipe, of his chicken, of you know his life work and that's a um a story of perseverance like he he went through that rejection and it didn't let him it didn't define him or let him get himself down um just because he had a little bit of rejection here and there so don't let rejection define you at all number six release everything and everyone who isn't serving or helping the highest good and if it's not helping you grow, let it go. Simple as that. And in life, you know, we hold on to people, things, places, ideas that don't serve us anymore. You know, those things served us in one season and they really don't serve us anymore in, in this season. And you might have to put up some boundaries. You know, that's a word that my therapist uses and that I've started to use and catch on to. Um, you know, everybody can't be in your life in a certain season, especially a season where you're trying to grow, get closer to God, be yourself, you know, figure things out. You might have to cut some people off. It's just the way it is. Um, And, you know, you, we settle a lot because we don't want to wait for, you know, for what's right. Or we don't want to feel that uncomfortable feeling. And, um, you know, to get to the best version of yourself, there's going to be some uncomfortable times. And you're going to have to worry and you're going to have to, you know, have regrets and things like that. But at the end of the day, when you release it, what was holding you back, you're going to feel a lot better over time and you're going to get better. 
and there's going to be new people in your life. There's going to be new, there's going to be a new job. If that job is toxic and you're in a toxic situation, there's going to be new um, environments that you can get yourself in. And another um, meme I think I seen was um, this girl, she was holding a teddy bear, old raggedy, the, the eyes was coming out the socket, had holes in it. And Jesus was in the picture and Jesus had a brand new teddy bear, bigger, look better, shinier, clean. The girl didn't want to let the teddy bear that she had go. She didn't want to let the raggedy, falling apart teddy bear, it, you know, and it, it's a lot. A lot of times it's loyalty. You know, we feel like we have to be loyal to that which served us in one season. But a lot of times it's really just comfort and fear, like. You know, she she probably felt, oh, when do I get this other teddy bear? Um, will it be as good as this one? You know, will it leave me? Will I lose it? You know, and you got to let that fear go because God has something better for you. You have to release that, which doesn't serve you anymore. So that's sort of releasing anything that doesn't serve your highest good. And I'm not talking about people that are there for you. I'm not talking about people who do you well, do you right. I'm talking about things habits, anything that doesn't serve you in this season that you're kind of just still holding on to. So number seven, don't settle for the replica. So this was a hard, um, man, this was a hard lesson I had to learn, something I I learned and I went through. Um, and the replica can be anything from a job that you think is the right one for you, a, a person that you think you that, that you think is the right one for you, it can be anything that you're settling for and you don't have the patience to wait for the real thing. And there's something in your gut telling you this is not it. But it looks like it's the right thing. It might have the right title on the to the outside world. Everybody sees it and they're congratulating you and they say, hey, I see you did such and such and you feel good about it. But you know deep down inside it's not the right thing. It's just the temporary thing that you settle for. But you know, deep down inside, the right thing is still out there. But let me just go ahead and get into this. You know, say if it's a job and, you know, it's not your dream job, but it has a really good title and it has some decent pay. But when you get there and you start doing this job, you know, it's not fulfilling. But you know that that dream job is something that's waiting on you. You know, you worked hard for it, but you kind of settle for this other one. Um, that's what I mean by don't settle for the replica. Like I used to have. Some fake J's back in the day. Man, hey, we had to do what we had to do. Fake it till we make it, right? So I had fake J's back in the day, and I couldn't afford the real ones. And when I, when I got a job, got some money, I started buying the real ones. And I'm like, yo, I gave the fake ones away, threw them away, and gave them to the Salvation Army because I knew what the real ones felt like. I didn't want to wear the fake ones anymore because I knew what those real ones felt like. And I knew once I seen the fake ones on other people – or out, I knew the difference immediately. It was the style, the feel, the comfort. You know, you can just, it was a big difference. And I'm glad that when I was able to actually get the real ones, I got the real ones and I was able to wear those. I never went back. And when you go and you get the real thing, you'll never go back to the to what you settled for. You'll never go back to the replica. So moving on, number eight. And what I learned and how I'm growing, trust your intuition. It's your best friend. So that little small voice that we always choose to ignore is our intuition. Some call it the gut feeling. Some call it spirit. 
Some call it Holy Spirit. Um, some call it your your advocate. Whatever you choose to call that thing, that's your gut feeling. That's your intuition. And it knows better than you do. It's a subconscious. It's a spiritual thing. I don't know what it is. We can't even explain it in human terms. Um, but it's been around since the beginning of humanity. And it saved us from situations. It's gotten us out of tough situations. And for me, um, I've been listening to it for a long time. Not always as I should, but when I do listen to it, it gets me out of situations. When I don't, I get into it and I'll be like, yo, I knew I should have listened to my gut. For example, it was one time I was with my guys way back in the day, high school, probably like freshman year. All my guys was around, you know, we had went to a festival and then some of them walked home. And I'm just like, you know what? It just didn't sit right with me. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to call my moms. Mom came, scooped me. It was already late at night. We had a football game the next day. Me and my one partner, we hopped in. Turns out the next day I, I found out the guys that I was with that walked, they got robbed. Now, it was a gut feeling. I hate that that happened to them, but I had a gut feeling like, yo, just call your moms. Normally, I would have just walked with them. I had did that, you know, a hundred times, walked home or whatever, big groups. I just had a gut feeling and I didn't do it. And I've had other gut feelings, like don't take this road or slow down, you know, throughout my life. And oftentimes when we have those gut feelings, we just ignore it and we just go with our head. But we need to really be able to learn and trust our intuition and go with it. Like during the pandemic, I think our intuition was talking to us a lot, at least for me. It was talking to me a lot about things that I shouldn't do, things I should do. And I got more in tune with it. So now I trust it more. I, I'm able to recognize my intuition and, and follow that. So trust your intuition, man. I'm telling you. It might save your life. Number nine, the storm never lasts too long. And we see that the pandemic is, um, I don't want to say it's coming to an end. We don't know what's going to happen, but. Its effects are slowing down. Um, right now, as I'm recording this, it's July. I'm in Illinois. All the restrictions have been taken off, and we can meet. You know, people that are vaccinated can go out without a mask, and we're starting to kind of get, I won't say back to normal, but a sense of how it felt before the pandemic. And pandemic was a storm. That was the storm that we were all in. We were all in it together, but life would throw us storms all the time whether it be storms in our relationship storms in our work our career storms as a parent that you have to go through but through that i knew that hey the storm doesn't last always it's gonna come it's gonna it's gonna subside at some point though you know you might be going through the rain and you can't see nothing you don't see anything all you can see is what's ahead of you and that's it and many many of those times like people they just pull over and that's, I feel like that's just stopping in life. Like, yo, this is too hard. I'm just going to stay in the bed all day. I can't handle it. They, they pull over and, you know, the storm takes an hour for them. And then you got those people who drive right through the storm. I remember a couple of years ago, I was driving from Arkansas to Illinois, coming back home, and it was a huge storm. I'm talking about, I feel like it was throughout the whole state of Missouri. But I kept going just as, you know, slow, slow as I could, but just kept going ease by ease. And, you know, I got through the storm in about 15, 20 minutes. Some people, they pulled over. And I'm telling you, it took about an hour for the storm if you just stayed there to, to pass through. 
And I'm not telling you to, you know, not pull over if this inclement weather, you got to do what you got to do. But in life, in a few times, I've been in, you know, major storms driving. And, you know, I, I went through those storms and they're an analogy just for life. It's like you, you see the storm, you got to kind of push through and, you know, you don't stop. You just ask God for faith. You pray about it. You meditate. You do whatever you do. But you're going to get through the storm. It's, gonna, it's not going to last forever. You're stronger than that thing that's going to try to break you. And because of that storm, you're going to be stronger. So the next time you can be more calm. So when I drive through a storm now, I'm calm. You know, that time may have been a little scared. You know, may, may, may have been like, oh, man, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. But the next time, you're a little calmer. And the next time, you're a little bit more calmer than that. And then you start to ease up and you're like, yo, I've seen this before. I've been through three, four storms already. I know how this going to go. And then, you you know, you become a better driver, you become a better human being because of it. it's not going to break you. Sunshine is definitely going to come out at the end of that. And last but not least, the 10th is just know thyself. And that's overall everything that I've learned, all these other nine. But it's just putting the pin in it, like understanding who you are, understanding your triggers, what makes you mad, what makes you sad. Again, throughout this last year, throughout the pandemic, like I had to figure a lot about myself. You know, what, what are the things that trigger me? What are the things that, you know, that, that, that make me angry? Um, how can I fix that? So knowing thyself, I talked about this in the episode of Uniquely Created is, you know, understanding who you are, why you were created, you know, understanding your passions, your purpose, understanding, you know, what, what makes you tick, what you're passionate about. So that that's knowing thyself. That's the overall, you know, go back and listen to that episode, the episode before this episode three, Uniquely Created. So. Along with that, I had goals for the past year. So my goals for for 2020 into 2021 um, were to become a better man, to get to know myself better and become closer to God. It's something that I, I feel like I have done um, to become more self-fulfilled and to make sure that I know that I'm enough all the time where I'm at in this season. As an achiever, as somebody who constantly has goals, who sets goals, it's like once you hit those goals, you just on to the next one. So knowing that I'm good where I'm at. To grow in my awareness through prayer, through meditation, to become more self-aware, I think that's along with just becoming a man, like a better man overall. Um, I think I accomplished that. To grow in patience. Now, this is something we all worry about and work on. Um you know, not having enough patience, having enough patience. It's a, it's a, it's a, I think this is a lifelong um, trial and test. It's this having enough patience. Children will test your patience. Your job will test your patience. Your relationship will definitely test your patience. So just having that patience um, and that wisdom and that discernment. Um, becoming more self-serving, you know, through loving myself. And that's, you know, what I talked about when, you love you, they can't hurt you. Um, eating healthier, something that's more along the physical lines. So, you know, making sure that the food that I put in my body on a daily basis is coming from good sources, you know, organic chicken or fresh produce, things like that, you know, good leafy greens, putting that in my body. So, um, And the last one was just feeling better, feeling stronger, 
getting better every day, mentally sharper, going to the gym, and just healing, just healing from those past wounds, those past things that kept me um, not down, but just, you know, kept me in, in a funk as far as like my growth. So, you know, those were some of my goals that I had for for this past year. And I think that them, that overall growth that that I displayed, that I said that I learned those lessons coincided with those goals. So I just want to put it on you. You know, I leave you with a little bit of homework. What's your goals? What did you learn in this last year? It could be from March to March. It can be from July to July. It could be just in the past year as far as like 2020. What did you learn? Um, you know, drop me a DM. King James underscore two underscore you. Let me know what you think. I'm going to leave a couple notes in the bio of this. Um, yeah, man. I'm, I'm praying for everybody who's listening to this. I'm hoping everybody grows. I'm hoping everybody learns and just continues to have a prosperous rest of 2021. We got like six months left. So let's just make it good, man. It's James. It's the B Podcast. Thanks for listening.